You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Well, hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Screeners Podcast. My name is Chris. This is Chad. And I'm Daniel. And we are back again to talk all things media. I'm very excited about this episode, guys. Super pumped to talk about mother and uh, all that go along. <laughs> are you going to do that every that? time? Every, every time. I'm telling you, why wouldn't I? The title. Punctuation demands it. It is important. If Josh were here, he would agree with me. Um, so <laughs> I'm excited to get into that. But before I do, I wanted to invite all of you. Listen, if you have seen mother. Oh, I didn't do it that time. Oof. Uh, if you have seen mother. <laughs> Please, please let us know what you thought of it by replying to this post. Uh, we, we need to know what you guys thought. I'm sure we're going to have an interesting discussion. And even if not, let us know uh, just kind of what you're thinking in the world of, uh, of your screen this month or this week. And it's always good to hear from you guys. It's uh, some exciting stuff. We got some really good feedback in our top three that we're going to be discussing this week as well. So I can't wait to dive in. So let's talk about Mother! We spend all our time here. I want to make a paradise. She redid all of it. Every last detail. And she breathed life back into every room. Are you happy? I love you. Please, come in. Hello. Hello. He's a stranger. We're just gonna let him sleep in our house. Hello. Hello. Did you know he had a wife? He has pictures of you in his luggage. What were you doing in their luggage? What do they want? God help you. The IMDb description of Mother is as follows. A couple's relationship is tested when uninvited guests arrive at their home disrupting their tranquil existence. Hmm. Well, I mean, I guess that's about yeah, that works. as good as you could put it without getting into what it is. This film is directed by the notorious uh, Darren Aronofsky. He of Requiem for a Dream, Pi, The Fountain, Black Swan, The Wrestler, Noah, Fame, if you will. All those feel-good movies, man. All yeah, those, feel-good all those <laughs> uplifting uh, films. I'm a big fan of his work. Uh, in particular, I think The Wrestler is, is maybe in my top ten of all time. Definitely in my top ten performances of all time. A, a filmmaker who always is trying things, uh, trying to say things through his art. And mm. I believe I'm safe to say that with his latest venture, Mother, he has taken it to an entirely different level. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's no secret the reactions have been strong on both sides. Some people hail this as a literal work of genius, and some people walk out 45 minutes into the movie. <laughs> and so what we're going to do today is we're going to, uh, I think we have a good representation amongst the screeners. Tonight it's just me, Chris, and Daniel were able to make it out to see this one. And of this of, of the screeners, I think that's a pretty good representation. Usually you're going to have Chris... 
Chris, well, actually, maybe not the best. You're going to have Chris and Daniel who usually <laughs> like things a lot. Da- uh, Josh who hates everything and me somewhere in the middle. So I'm really interested to see where yeah. this discussion is going to go. I do want to say that none of us have talked about this film in advance. Right. None of us know what the others think about this movie. We specifically wanted to get our real reactions uh, in the podcast. I'll even say that I don't know about Daniel, but I know that Chris and myself have tried to stay away from a lot of work and reading about this movie. Oh, I have not. I have read a lot. (laughs) So Daniel's been all in it. Oh, yeah, I have not, yeah. Chris and I have tried to stay away from that. So who knows what's going to happen tonight, folks. This is a movie... Yeah, that is unlike anything I think any of us have ever seen. Yes, certainly unlike anything we've ever reviewed here on the podcast. And so we wanted to jump right into it. I'm going to mm-hmm. say this right up front: it's probably going to necessitate us getting into spoilers rather early. Yeah, to be able to adequately talk about this film. Let me say this: if you have not seen Mother and you plan on seeing it, stop the podcast now. Come back after you've seen it. No doubt. There's no way you should listen to anything we're going to say if you're planning on seeing the movie. Now, if you're not going to see the movie and you just want to hear what all the hubbub's about, well, jump on in. So what we're going to do first, guys... The water's fine. Yeah, the water... Well, maybe. So... (laughs) What we're going to do is just go around very briefly. Let's just take a couple minutes here and tell me first your general impression of Aronofsky's work. And then let's just get in right into Mother. Tell me what you thought about it. And let me put it to you this way. Does the title Mother earn exclamation point? (laughs) Daniel, let's start with you. Tell me what you think overall about Aronofsky and then tell me your thoughts on Mother. Uh, so real quick, I, I have seen very little of Darren Aronofsky's work, believe it or not. Okay. I have seen Noah and quite like it. I uh, haven't seen it in like since I might have seen it once on DVD. Uh, I, I saw it in theaters and once on DVD, but I, I don't believe I've seen any of his other movies. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Wow. I've seen Black Swan. I'm seen, I, I, I have seen Black Swan. Daniel, um, have you not seen The Wrestler? No, uh, no, I haven't. Damn. So I know it's all, all of his dream. No? All of his movies. I know all of his movies. That's wow. on Netflix. I had it pulled up the other day and then just didn't end up watching it. So Listen, um, okay. skip Requiem for a Dream and go straight to the wrestler. But you know, <laughs> all go right. ahead. Well, right. no, Fair I'm enough. just saying. Look, look, Requiem for a Dream was definitely the thing that kind of put him on yeah. the map. Let's no be doubt. honest. Yeah, no doubt. No like doubt I, about I, it. I, I totally know all about his work, and I know that he's classic, and I just haven't haven't gotten around to it. Um, not for any reason. I just haven't haven't gotten around to okay. it. Okay. So yeah. So I, I like I like Noah quite a bit. Black Swan was. Good, obviously amazing performances more than anything else, but but good. Mother, yeah. um, man, where to start? This is, <laughs> you know, Chad's exactly right. This is unlike anything I've ever seen before, and it's a movie that's that's really really hard to describe. You know, I've tried. I spent the weekend talking to you know friends and coworkers, and and everybody always asks me what movie did you see this weekend, and. And I was trying to explain to them about Mother. Not necessarily recommend. We'll, we'll get into it. But but just mm. explain, purely explain the movie that I saw. Uh, and it's real difficult. And, and, and if you've seen the trailers for Mother, you guys didn't see trailers before you saw it, did you? Not a single. Well, I saw the, there was like a, um, a like teaser. There's like a 35-second teaser. Yeah, yeah, that's what okay. I saw. It was basically that's her just walking around a house right, with whispers, right. and that was all I saw. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, so I saw that as well. And then I also, before it, this trailer of sorts, it was more of a, com- I would describe it as a commercial more than a trailer, aired in the theater before the movie started that was like super intense horror saying like, come back next week to see the most insane, disturbing movie. Like it was nuts. Like it was it was putting huh. up this nuts image of this movie. That is not reality. So if you saw no. 
if you saw a trailer that showed that sort of shows that that mother is a horror movie of some kind it is 100 percent not that at all i even said to to my wife when we were driving to the theater because we had just seen it last week we're getting ready to see mother i said just just to warn you i think this is gonna be a lot more intense than it i think this is gonna be scarier it might be disturbing i don't know and it wasn't any of those things, so it was definitely weird. Uh, uh, I would definitely say it is disturbing. <laughs> uh, well, okay, I guess that's fair. I guess that, yeah, I guess that's fair to say. But it's not scary. I was never scared no. at all. So anyway, so that's just having to do with market. I don't know how I would market it differently because this is very difficult to to uh, to describe to an audience. It's it's so hard to describe my thoughts even because it's an experimental art film. This is not a movie that cares or focuses on plot. Everything. Everything in this film is a metaphor. Everything's an allegory. And yeah. so the first thing I thought to describe of the film is that it's like being in a nightmare. Not necessarily in a frightening way. It's not like a horror movie, but it's just like when you're having a nightmare, you just know that everything is wrong. Nothing's as it should be, but you can't do anything to fix it and you can't wake up. And and that's what this movie is. Nothing is okay. Everything's wrong. And uh, so it's just a, a weird viewing experience b- watching a nightmare, basically. If you if you don't watch this film and know or realize that this film is discussing other things, you're going to have a really bad experience because this film isn't really about a husband and wife in their house. No. Uh, really. It's about other things. It's about metaphor, uh, metaphors and, and allegory and all that. And so you have to know that. Otherwise, you're going to just really not enjoy yourself. And uh, so to describe my opinion uh, gets into specifics, so I have to keep things general. It's, it's a very well-made movie. I say this is, a, this is a high caliber, good production value. The acting is incredible. Jennifer Lawrence is amazing in this movie. Um, I mean, 90% of this film is a close-up on her face. Um, it really she, is. She carries yeah. this whole movie, and uh, and I think she does an excellent, excellent job. So that's the biggest thing, you know, from a production standpoint that stood out to me is that she was really excellent. But um, so was Javier Bardem. So were so were a lot of the other performances. It's it's really well made. But it's 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 still just a crazy film. So really, what I have to say is it's so weird, it's so frustrating, and it's so out there that I kind of liked it. That's kind of how I can sum it up. I kind of liked it. Uh, it's not an enjoyable film. It's an experience. It's often punishing experience and frustrating, um, but it's unique and it, it has something to say whether you, it, I feel so pretentious saying this, but whether you get it or not, I mean, that it, it has something to say. It's not just another blockbuster or remake or sequel. It, this is something undeniably, unequivocally unique and so even though I didn't love Mother, I really appreciate that it exists. So I kind of liked it. We'll get into kind of the messages and what we think it means. But for as far as my overall opinion goes, <clears throat> I, I kind of liked it. It's hard to recommend to anybody, but it and I might not ever see mm. it again, but it was good, I think. Okay, so Daniel took the long way around yeah. to say that he thought he <laughs> might never see it again, but it was... Good. It was, okay. He thinks it was good. He thinks it was good. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's, so there's no weird, doubt that this movie causes people to wrestle, <laughs> if, yeah. w- wrestle with what you've just seen. Yes. Which re- reflects itself in our top three this week. So, Chris. Yeah. Of all the people on the podcast. Yes. I wanted you to see this the most. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I look at the filmography of Darren Aronofsky. I've seen all of his movies, and I think they're all great, especially. 
just because there, and I think mother fits into this. I think all, I've seen all of his movies once. And then I felt like that was great. I'm never going to go back and watch that movie. Right. But I think it was really great. I, 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 the entire time I was thinking to myself, what is going on? What is the point? And never in any of these movies that I ever feel as though I was bored or uh, unsure that the director didn't have a vision uh, for where he was going. I knew that what I was seeing on the screen was intentional and that there was a reason why it was there. Uh, and I feel very similar with about that as, as it pertains to Mother. Honestly, I had no idea what I was getting into. I didn't know what it was about. All I knew, and I thought it was, because what I'd heard was that Jennifer Lawrence was going to be in kind of this horror movie type setting where she was going to be in a house and creepy things were going to show up. And when I read the IMDb description someplace else, it wasn't here, but, you know, uninvited guests arrive. I thought that was going to mean like it was going to be ghosts, right? Here's how what I thought about Mother. And this I'm going to try and keep this as general as I possibly can. I feel as though I don't know why people are not liking this movie as, as much as they are. This has got an F cinema score. Um, we were talking about this before we got started. I don't understand the cinema score thing, but apparently what it is is that uh, across North America, this company called Cinema Score asks audiences coming out of movies what they thought of that movie on opening weekend. And uh, very rarely does any movie get an F. Uh, it's graded A, B, C, D, and F. Very rarely does that. And Mother has an F. Audiences did not like this movie at all. And I think that is partially to blame of what we already talked about was the marketing department of this movie. It's very hard to sell it. And so what they did was just go to the lowest common denominator and say, well, it's kind of a creepy, strange feeling movie. You're going to feel icky. So let's sell it as a horror movie. And that's what they did. And because of that, people walked in with, the wrong expectations for anybody who might be listening who has not seen the movie yet and you're still listening to this let me just try and say it this way this movie is a visual metaphor uh it is a it's almost like a a play in that it takes place in one location it is very intentional and slow and here's the thing that i don't quite know i understood what was going on about 10 minutes into the movie, I thought, you know, I think it's this. I think Darren Aronofsky is doing this. And I wonder if this is going to be true. So I, I was played this hypothesis in my head. I was like, okay, I wonder if, if this happens and then this happens and then this happens, I think this is the story he's telling. And those things happened uh, like dominoes. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is kind of brilliant. I'm enjoying this. This is a, this is something that I would have done uh, in college. I feel like this is something, it is a very, I would almost say two on the nose metaphor. And that's what I can't tell is if people got it and they were just like, well, this was just two on the nose and I don't think it was good or they just didn't get it. And they, they, they just walk away thinking it's just a random sequence of events and, or maybe I don't get it. I can, just can, can I respond? Something. I don't yes, want to, I don't want to take away your thunder there, please. but just yeah. on that, but I believe I now get this movie again. That sounds so freaking obnoxious to say, but you're so pretentious. It, it, gosh, I hate saying that, but I, I believe I do now. Uh, okay. I don't, I don't think I did as the movie was going on. Of course man. I knew metaphor. Like I knew that it wasn't just a story about a man and woman in a house, but I didn't fully get 
exactly well, look, I, what the message is. I haven't is. looked at anything. So when we get into spoilers, I want to just sure. say what I think it is. Sure. And then you tell me if others are saying, because I honestly, genuinely, I have not looked at a single thing anywhere. Well, All yeah, I it's have. Not, it's not subtle. I don't think we're going to have to. I don't think we're going to sure. disagree. I know. But, yeah, and then, but, what I was, but what I was getting at is that I think to your point about audiences, I yeah. totally get how audiences hate this movie and oh, yeah. don't get it. Like, well, they're, they're going in. You, we don't see movies like this. You know, you and I are, uh, we, we watch a lot more movies than the average person, and we expect uh, a plot to be a plot, uh, a, a person going into a house being about a person in a house, not about other well, bigger things. And that's so, why I, that's why I really, I think I like this movie a lot. Right, right. <laughs> because, no, and that's, that's valid. Because I was, as I was watching it, I was like, Man, I don't know if this is, if this is, I get it, and that's why I think this is good, or maybe I don't get it, and there's another layer, and I'm gonna be have my mind blown. But either way, I'm kind of enjoying this. In it, I honestly, I wouldn't say people are saying it's like it's unlike anything I've ever seen. I kind of get that, but this is more. It feels to me like you you described it very well. This is like happening. It's a dream. You're right. you're seeing right. anything can happen at any moment. This isn't reality. Um, but if you, if you start to put the pieces together, you see something beautiful. Like you step back and you're like, Oh, Oh, wait a minute. I need to do some research on Darren Aronofsky and his, cause I mean, obviously his last movie he did was Noah and man, I was like, wow, this is, this is insane. Like there's some allusion to that. And I just, I was, I was kind of blown away by some of the things that were happening in this movie. And I, I can't wait to talk about it. So I'm going to stop now. But if you haven't seen this movie and you are in any way cool with metaphor, it's almost like a Pilgrim's Progress type deal. If you're familiar with Pilgrim's Progress, uh, very dreamlike Narnia kind of thing. If you're into that, you probably will like Mother, even though it's twisted and rated R and kind of dirty. But it's still, I don't know. I kind of like this movie. I mean, I really actually I like this movie. So anyway, there I am. Chad, how okay. about you? So Daniel kind of likes it, and Chris kind of likes it. No, so I like this movie. No, no, I'm sorry, <laughs> not kind of. So you're, you're I like positive Mother. You, yes, you liked it. Okay. Well, my journey in, into this film is similar to yours, Chris. Uh, except I don't think all of Aronofsky's movies are good at all. As a matter of fact, yeah, um, I know this. I know I this. I think I think Noah's terrible. I cannot stand Noah. That's uh, crazy. It has not, and I like nothing. Noah. I like Listen, Noah a lot, ladies and gentlemen. It has nothing to do with the theological blah blah blah. None of that. We reviewed it on the podcast. Yeah, I just totally. think it's a I just think it fails as a movie. That being said, many of his other work is fantastic. I unlike Daniel, I think Black Swan is fantastic. I it love is. Black Swan. I think the wrestler is magnificent. Yep. And 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 so I I came into this movie expecting to not really knowing what to expect, but expecting to be in the hands of a director who always has a point of view that interests me. Yeah. And very much like you, the only thing I had seen about this movie before I saw it was the teaser. I had not seen the the full trailer and I'll say this, I did see the full trailer after I watched the movie, and had I seen that before I went into this, my experience would have been completely different. I need so, to go back and watch it. I, then. I mean, I, I really hate to I hate to ride this horse again, but I've come full circle 
full circle on trailers. I'm down for teasers at this point in my life, but I'm done with the rest of them because Mm. there are some things that are that it shows in the trailer. Now, without context, you don't know what they are. But seeing what the images on the screen, you know, those things are going to happen at some point. And it put would would have put me in a completely different place than I was just watching it and trying to figure out as I went along, what is this movie? And I literally said that to myself five times in the first 45 minutes what through through laughing and through smiling to myself like what is what is this movie because i had no idea i I knew nothing about the plot i didn't click in 10 minutes into it chris if you clicked in 10 minutes then congratulations that's yeah i will tell you i will tell you what i will tell you what tipped me off i I would tell you what tipped me off we get into we get to spoilers we can but yes you know but but for me i was about Mm, well, there's there's a pivotal thing that happens between uh, two characters that are introduced in the first 30 minutes. And when that happened, for me, at that point, uh, it clicked in. Yeah. And I thought, oh, oh. Yeah. Now, the thing that's interesting, and it's very hard to talk about this without being in spoilers, so I'll do my best, is that I also understand how people can absolutely hate this because depending on your knowledge uh-huh. of a certain thing uh-huh. <laughs> that we'll talk about in spoilers, you may have no idea what in the world this metaphor is about. And beyond that, it's very loose with this one thing's story as far as mm. if this is, in, in my opinion, this is a clear mixture of two or three things that just happened to be within the framework of this other thing that sounds crazy but i really hope into, i really hope yeah. i'm thinking the same thing you are but yeah. we might be on a completely different planet yeah, right now i don't think i don't think we are so when we get into spoilers but we'll dig into that but let okay. me just say this so i think that watching this movie just on a plain take it for what it is level i yeah. thought the first 45 minutes of this movie totally worked just as a straight up mystery thriller what in the world's going on why are these people acting like they are and it totally worked, even with no metaphor. It just totally worked. Yeah. Now, the second half of the movie does not. Because when things get crazy, and they do, then you begin to ask yourselves questions. And you have to you have to try to understand what's going on. I'll say this. 40% of my audience walked out. And I mean clearly Whoa, 40%. Wow. Clearly 40%. And I know it was 40% because I was counting them as they were leaving. And it, we were laughing. But, I mean, it was a... And I was in Atlanta. There was a... A good, I don't know, maybe fifty people in there, and at least twenty of them walked out. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, that's they nuts. Yeah, they did not walk out at the craziest moment of this movie. I would say the last thirty minutes of this movie are where it really gets, it really starts pushing things. They left a good, you know, with a good hour left in the film. Yeah, and I completely understand that. Now, for me, as a film lover and someone who appreciates the craftsmanship involved when of uh, putting a movie together. I think it's gorgeously shot. Now there's a lot of a lot of scenes where it was really grainy. I haven't done any research to know if they shot this on film or digital or a combination, but there were some shots that I think were clearly shot on film that looked really kind of dirty but beautiful. The sound design is off the charts. Off the charts. Awesome. Uh, it really plays into the narrative, what's going on, but it is also shot in a very unique way. Chris, you and Daniel have both mentioned about it being shot in close-up. To me, to the best of my recollection, there are essentially three kinds of shots in this movie there's an over the shoulder of jennifer lawrence there's a close-up and an extreme close-up of her face and then there are shots from her point of view and that's about 95 percent of the movie yeah i mean it really is and so it's shot in a very unique way so just 
from the technical way that it was put together alone, I really enjoyed it. I'm going to say this. I was confused about this movie, not confused about what it was saying, but confused about my feelings about it. Hmm even after I left because I enjoyed it so much yeah, and yet I didn't know what to make of it. So I'm going to, I'm, I think of the three of you, I'm probably going to be the most positive and say, yeah, I don't have any, I don't have any intentions to ever watch this movie again. It, it doesn't really, I mean, maybe I would, I mean, I don't have anything against it. I really enjoyed this movie. And then the deeper and deeper I got into thinking about it and kind of trying yeah. to, uh, trying to figure out for me, what I thought it was saying, the more that I appreciated uh, what I think he was trying to do. So let's go around the horn here real quick. We said we'd keep it brief, but it's impossible to talk about this movie without <laughs> uh, without really talking about it. So we're going to jump into spoilers here, but let's go to you, Daniel. So this is, is going to be an important recommendation here because I know a lot of people that are on the fence because they've heard the buzz. Now, we should say, before we go, the reaction to this film has been so strong that Paramount Studios came out with a statement. And here's the statement, and I'm quoting. This movie is very audacious and brave. You are talking about a director at the top of his game and an actress at the top of her game. They made a movie that was intended to be bold. Everyone wants original filmmaking, and everyone celebrates Netflix when they tell a story no one else wants to tell. Well, this is our version. We don't want all movies to be safe, and it's okay if some people don't like it. Bam! I love that. It's pretty amazing. Number one, I freaking love that they said that. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Now, the cynical part of me says it's just marketing speed because they're, you know. Of course it is. (laughs) <laughs> but but here's the other thing. They made the movie. Yeah. yeah. They made this movie and they gave it a wide release. So uh, I've had lots of people that have been hearing the clamor one way or the other and are trying to decide, well, Chad, should I go see this movie? So more than our normal recommendation engine here, guys, I'm going to yeah. ask you, as we are suggesting to people, should they see Mo- should they see Mother? Daniel, should they see it in the theater? Should they rent it? Should they stream it when it's already on a, a service that they pay for, or should they skip it altogether? And there's no hedging of bets, gentlemen. I must insist, you have to pick one. What is it? Because this this is such a hard movie to discuss, it's also a hard mo- movie to narrow down the recommendation. So it, it requires explanation. I can think of genuinely very few people that I feel I could recommend this movie to uh, with confidence that they would enjoy it. My coworkers and friends were all asking me, what did you watch this weekend? And I was telling them about Mother. And every time I, 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 I hesitated before saying, yeah, you should check it out because I, I'm not sure that you would enjoy it. I think it's, it's an interesting movie to watch to be a part of this conversation because that's, that's one of the best things that's come out of this movie is people are talking. People are talking about a movie. It's really interesting conversation. So if I'm if I'm being realistic, I would say to a, to a wide group of people, I would say rent it, not because it's bad. Like uh, you know, it's totally worth seeing on the screen. My personal like, I I I don't regret seeing it on the big screen. I think it is totally worth the big screen. But I don't think a wide group of people will genuinely enjoy this movie and feel like they didn't waste their money. So I say. For a wide audience, rent it. Rent it. Okay, Daniel says rent. Chris, what about you? So I can't give a general uh, recommendation. All I can do is for the folks that I know in my circle of influence, my friends, family. And if you enjoy, most of the folks that I, I have drawn close to 
I feel like enjoy something that challenges them that you can have a discussion about afterward. And my hope for this movie was I would love to see in its second, if it even gets to it, its second weekend in release, that it actually does better than its first and the third does better than the second because people have kind of set aside the initial reaction and actually go into it with some fresh eyes and say, wait a minute, what is this movie actually saying? Uh, and have a conversation with folks afterwards. Now, I don't know um, if the general audience, I can't speak for them, but I'm going to recommend this to my my circle of friends and say, have you seen this movie? I want to talk to you about this movie. I want to discuss a few of these things. Uh, I want to see what you think about the character uh, as being portrayed in this movie and how your your relationship with that has been over time as well. And like, I know it's, I'm talking generalities here. I just want to be careful because I love having philosophical questions um, and other types of deep conversations with my, my friends. And I think this movie can be challenging for that because you see uh, events happening from a different point of view and you're like, Oh man. Okay. That's interesting. So I, I would love to have a conversation and I can't wait to have the conversation with you guys with a group of people that have seen this movie and we all bring our own different points of view and have a discussion. Those are the kind of movies that I love. And so I think this is one of those kinds of movies. Go see this in the theater, support it. Cause I think it's worth, it's worth seeing. I really do. Okay. So we have a rent and we have a theater. Yeah. I, I agree with you guys that it's it's very difficult to recommend this without a qualification. So the qualification for me would simply be if you are the kind of film goer who has an open mind to seeing something that will confuse you, that will cause you to work to understand the premise, but that is put together at an extremely high level, Yes. then I would say go see this in the theater. If you are the kind of person, and I don't mean this negatively because I really, really don't, because there are a lot of people in my in my immediate circle and friends and family that I know would not like this movie at all. So I, I don't say this condescendingly, but if you're the kind of person that doesn't enjoy the process of digging deep into the meaning of a piece of art like this, then this is probably not for you. It's probably not for you because it was explicitly constructed to be analyzed. In my opinion, I would say... Uh, for the general masses, I'm going to agree with Daniel and say for most people, this is probably a rental because it's a lot easier for them to turn it off 15 minutes in than it is to make the decision to get up and walk out of a theater. Uh, although a lot of people are voting with their feet, it, it hasn't done very well uh, in box office returns. So with that, guys, do we have anything else that we want to talk about before we get into spoilers? No, let's get into it. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. So with that, we'll now move to spoilers for Mother. The first rule of Fight Club is, you do not talk about Fight Club. Well, you look nervous. Is it the scars? You want to know how I got them? There's so many places it would never occur to a hawk to hide. However, the reason the Führers brought me off my Alps in Austria and placed me in French cow country today is because it does occur to me. Because I'm aware what tremendous feats human beings are capable of once they abandon dignity. In the dream, I knew that he was going on ahead. He's fixing to make a fire somewhere out there in all that dark and all that cold. And I knew that whenever I got there, he'd be there. Then I woke up. Unlike most movies where we just kind of bounce around and say, what did you like? 
what stood out, etc. I think what we need to do is give one final warning. If you've accidentally stayed with us this far, <laughs> get out. We're going to ruin now it. Because this movie will be ruined for you. Just like Jennifer Lawrence. Just like Jennifer Lawrence says in the movie, get out of here. Get out of here. Get out now. All right. So yeah. what I'd like to do is I'm going to start with you, Chris, because you, yes. uh, you want to do this. And it's important because if not, we're going to talk for t- 10 hours. So we need to make sure that we don't. I want you to give your overall kind of interpretation of what you think this is yes. without, digging, without digging too deep into the weeds. Okay. Then, Daniel, you give yours. I'll give mine. And then we'll go through because I've, I've written out kind of a beat by beat synopsis of, of what happens in the movie. And then we can respond and dig down into the weeds a little deeper. Okay. Sure. So, Chris. What do you think's going on? What is your interpretation of this? So thing? I might be embarrassing myself when I say this. Like you guys might be like, "Oh my gosh, Chris, no, you are way off base." This is the, the thing I'm worried about. But here's what I think. Here's what I think this is, and I'm 99% sure it is. But maybe it's not. So I mean, I can do this. Real, you want me to do the fast version? I mean, this is yeah, this is do, do the fast. Do this the fast is, version. This is um, this is uh, the creation of the world. Uh, from creation, uh, Adam and Eve, to the apocalypse. We're seeing the entire uh, history, major of biblical events, going through the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. To Revelation, okay. Daniel, what is your interpretation of the film? And here's the thing. You've been doing a lot of reading yeah. on this. I want to tell close? you my, my what I thought go, go, before I read things. Um, yeah. And then after Chad talks... Uh, I'm not going to respond to either of you. Um, what this is the, this is the type of movie that you would expect the filmmaker to be to keep his mouth shut on and yeah. let the work speak, speak for himself. That's not the case. Darren Darren Aronofsky oh, no. has ex- very very explicitly explained what this film represents. Explicitly. Oh my gosh! Shoot. So am I close um, at all? So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna respond yet. I want to hear. I'm gonna explain what I thought before I read anything, and then same with Chad, and then we can kind of talk about it. So uh, when I left the theater, uh, I got a little bit of the biblical allegory, but I wasn't quite. I didn't quite get that. I I I I didn't. Yeah, I didn't quite get that too much. I I saw some of the parallels, but I was like, I don't know. Um, What I got more of was just a general. Again, when I first left the theater, so it was very surface level for me, just about an artist and his creation. And, you know, being very devoted to your loved one, but also feeling this need and desire and compulsion to create and love your creation. So it's just kind of this. And have it adored, too. Right, that too, exactly. And so uh, that's more of what I took away from, uh, you know, because I knew. Um, not having to do with the film, but having to do with the creators. I knew that Darren Aronofsky got divorced a few years ago from Rachel Wise, and weirdly, that he got together with Jennifer Lawrence in the making of this film. So I just kind of saw some parallels there about how maybe an artist's life can kind of be can kind of fall apart as he as he neglects his loved ones in favor of his creation. So that's what I got when I walked out of the theater. Sure. Okay. All right, here's where here's where I came down. I think that this movie could and, and this is what makes a lot of good art. This movie could easily be interpreted as a creator and muse relationship kind right. of scenario like you talked about Daniel. And I'm not saying that, and and here's the thing, none of these interpretations are necessarily invalid on a first viewing. And honestly, even if the director comes out and says this is how I intended it, great. How I took it is what matters. Sure, right? absolutely. To me, sure. to me. I would say that, that that reading is certainly valid. I think what this really is is a fable, okay, yeah, true, that true. is about 
Earth, Mother yep. Earth, being destroyed yep. by her inhabitants who are mistreating her and neglecting her. And it is told through the lens of the story from Genesis to Revelation. Yes. And so the plot beats that is that it necessitates to get the story told um, because essentially what you have here, and we'll get we'll get deeper into the weeds here in a second, but essentially what you have is you have Jennifer Lawrence's character, and this is my reading on it, so when I say, when I speak in the definitive, it's just how I took it. You have Jennifer Lawrence's character who is, to me, essentially a combination of Mother Earth and Mary, and she oh, happens, and no. those things happen, oh yeah, because those things happen simultaneously. The first half of the movie, she's all about being Mother Earth, and she's the house. Like, yeah. you see her put her hands on the wall, and it's the heartbeat. That's that's sure. the Earth, right? Yeah. And so, as people get, begin to break things up, she begins to respond. But then in the last 30 minutes, and we'll walk through this later, but in the last 30 minutes, she then gives birth. Mm-hmm. She's impregnated by God, right? Bible, Bible. She is impregnated <laughs> by God, yeah. who she then has his son, who is then what happens happens, and we'll get into that later. I think her character is a kind of a combination between those two things, but I think the thing, to me, the thing that Aronofsky seems to be the most interested in is the abuse of Earth by humanity and her response to that, but he needed a way to tell that story that was interesting, and so he took the device of Genesis to Revelation and made that the backbone and the structure within that story, and I think that's crazy. So can I... (laughs) I, I like that, but I, can I can I tell you? And again, because Daniel has all the answers, but can I just? I, I agree with you answers. on most of that, except I I think Jennifer Lawrence's character is Lucifer because she uh, the entire time she's jealous of God spending time with humanity. Uh, she wishes that he would look at her and ignore the people who are destroying this wonderful paradise that he's built for her. Uh, the angels. In fact, in the first 10 minutes of this movie, I think, and this is what it got for me, he calls her my angel. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. Uh, and that's what kind of led me down the path. And as soon as Adam walks in, the man walks in and starts to exhibit some of the things that he was exhibiting, I realized, in my opinion, that's what I thought. And then also, she, at the very end, she says, you know, it's time for me to bring about the apocalypse, right? Meaning that it's time for me to burn it all down, which is what 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 Lucifer does, uh, and so what I think we're doing is we're seeing the uh, the reason why Satan may not be as bad as we think he is because he's just trying to preserve creation. Uh, he's just trying to keep it pure, uh, and these these people, this this his creation, uh, these 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 men, uh, this this humanity is doing nothing but destroying them. I found it so fascinating, especially there's a moment when the flood happens in this movie, and I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, it's the flood, uh, and because and, and he kicks everybody out of the house. I love that moment. I was like, oh my gosh, sure. this is so Let me good. Ask you a question. Uh, yeah. So. Um, and again, all all opinions are valid. If that's what you take yes. out of it, great. The the part that where the Lucifer thing falls apart for me is yes. Um, Adam and Eve. Let's just they don't have any names, so let's just call yes. them what they're what they're supposed to. Man and woman. Yeah. Man and woman. A- Adam and Eve walk in and break the forbidden fruit. Right. Yes. Right. The lemonade. And she is begging them to not do that. Don't do it. Stay out. Get out. Uh-huh. Get out of yep. here. Uh, exactly. which is the opposite of the serpent in 
Genesis. Right. So how do you? Uh, where, where, because do we're seeing because we're seeing this from her perspective. She's actually the one who's being protective about it. Like wh- what he's trying to. It's kind of like what um, Wicked does for uh, the Wizard of Oz. What you're seeing is Lucifer's viewpoint on all of these points throughout biblical history. So he, he what he's saying is basically because remember, there's a point I think. Um, I don't think that makes Michelle sense, though, Michelle Pfeiffer his- Michelle Pfeiffer blames her. For it. No, no, I'm serious. No, no cause, because because w- the Bible is from human humanity's perspective, uh, and so what we're getting well, is like that's this. One way to look at it, maybe it is. <laughs> no, it is. Unless, what do you mean? Unless we're, it's divinely inspired, then whose perspective is it really from? It's still it's still written saying. by men for men. It's not written by the. We didn't get we didn't get Lucifer's side of the story. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Is is that that's what that's how I dealt with that particular moment? Because there's a mo- I can't remember what the line was that Michelle Pfeiffer, which I didn't I didn't know she was in this movie. By the way, when she showed up, I was like, "What is happening?" But uh, she does great. She is she's she phenomenal. Is, yes, phenomenal. she's sly. She yeah, she slithers. In fact, and that's kind of what I felt like that. What it was trying to do was was portray her as the evil character, the thing that brings evil into the world and it's not satan but she blames the woman the the um blames jennifer lawrence's character and so she gets in their worldview she's the one to blame for their problems so that's how i dealt with that that's interesting that you that you picked it up that way for you for sure so that's, i need to know i need to know come on so, let, let's, let's, so let's, let me walk you through here's and here's the cliff notes version of mine it won't take long so sure here's here's where it goes I, I, he is clearly God, right? So he's got sure. two poems sure. that yes. he writes. You've got the Old Testament, New yes. Testament, or maybe it's not New Testament. Maybe it's the Ten Commandments or the Lord's Prayer. Who knows? He's got but a lot of copies. To, <laughs> that yeah, was so funny. Did. Yeah, right. Yep. right. And so you have Adam and Eve, or you have Adam who comes first, right? So the first night, he's sick. She finds him in the bathroom. He clearly has an injury to his rib, right? That's an injury to his rib. Correct. And so the yep. very next day, Eve shows up. So now we Correct. have Adam and Eve. Right. Yep. Then very soon after that, you have Cain and Abel who show up, and they're they're arguing over their inheritance, exactly like the Bible. Correct. Uh, one brother kills the other. The brother then leaves and goes out into the wilderness, and they're gone. Got and it. I, okay, by so. the way, I knew it was what it was as soon as I saw, for sure, as soon as I saw the, 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 the slit in his side. Like, that was what gave it away for me. I knew, I was like, yeah. okay, so, it's confirmed. Yeah. I did not get it at that moment. Neither when that. when he killed his brother, I got it. At that point, right. I was like, oh, yes. no, this, come on now. But, yeah, that, anyway. Well, I but called again, that. I said, that I said, I said, I said, I know for sure if two, if two, if there are two sons walk in the door and one kills the other, I'm like, come on, if, it can't be more obvious than that. And that's exactly what happened. Yep. Right. But again, I, it takes me back to my statement that says, depending on how much Sunday school you had as a kid. Right. Yeah. Up, yeah. Yeah. Totally. You may or may not have any idea about any of this. Stuff. And totally again, I had plenty of Sunday school growing up. Sure. And I, I didn't quite. I, mean, I knew there was biblical okay. allegory. I just didn't put all the pieces together until afterward. Man, and that's it, fair because okay. there's so much happening. So that happens. Okay, then essentially humanity comes to the house. They get more and more rude, more destructive, etc. Then, like you mentioned, Chris, the flood happens. They're yeah. all purged. They're gone. Right. Well, she's like, no, you get, get get off of the right. get off the sink. Get off the sink. And they keep getting on the sink. Right. And they keep getting and on that, the sink. And that scene is really effective too because I so good, so mad at those people. I was like, <laughs> you jackholes, get off of that sink. You're so rude. <laughs> Anyway, even though I knew what was going on, it was still it was very well done. But and I so, but I thought it was very clever though. I mean, I think that's such oh, a great yeah. like visual way of like we're in this small little house, we're going to tell the story about Absolutely. the history of the world and that here's yeah. one of the things and like 
and then everybody has to go. Yeah, everybody has yeah. to leave. <laughs> it's so good. Super, super cool. Yeah. So then after that, God impregnates Satan. No, he doesn't impregnate <laughs> Satan. He impregnates Mary. <laughs> I think and you're... So, go ahead. I, this is just my take on it. So sure. he impregnates no, I know. Mary. The allegory continues to work in that Mary in the Bible was a virgin who was... Jesus was put into her by God, and so that same that same thing holds here in this movie. Okay, then the people begin to return after he's written his second book. And again, it could be the New Testament, could be whatever. And it's changing people's lives, and it's so meaningful, and it's giving them direction, etc. Yeah, God is God is portrayed as a narcissist, and this is where Aronofsky, because Aronofsky is not a Christian per se, right, um, and has said said that he's not, but uh, he, in my opinion, here is portraying his version of God, who is a narcissist who only wants people to adore him and neglects everything else as long as people will worship him, quote unquote. So then you have God there, right? Then the people flock to him, and you have a really cool, funny. Uh, cameo by Kristen Wiig, by the way. Did you guys expect that no. coming out of nowhere, right? So, which uh, at this point, then then this is when the last thirty minutes kick in, and it, it gets into all of the things. Uh, like it gets back up into, I guess in this case, their version of Eden, where when they broke the crystal or the the knowledge of the fruit and good and evil, whatever you want to call it, just like in the Bible, God walled it out and said, "You can never come back here," right? So, correct. In yep. this version, they've gone back in. They have the baby, and in a, in a scenario that is very true to the biblical story, Mary, as a mother, extremely sad and would never want her son to be taken or harmed. God right. decides that the sacrifice of his son Jesus, in this case, when we're using the allegory, yeah. uh, for people, must go to the people, even though, even knowing that the people are going to murder him, and that's what happens. In one of the... I mean that scene is insanely communion, hard to watch. Yeah, communion, baby. Right? Communion. Well, the, the stuff about them eating the baby after he's gone was nothing. When they were crowd surfing with that infant yeah. and he urinates into the sky and you hear his oh, neck gosh. break, that's yeah. horrible. Yeah. Horrible stuff. But that's what happens and they have a, you know, this grotesque version of communion. They eat they eat the child, and then the very first thing God says is, we must forgive them, right? Yep. So that's, you've got full circle, and then in the midst of all that, you have a lot of the things from Revelation where people are dying, and there's army people getting shot, and it's all of this madness yeah. that then culminates in, which, which is again, which is what I said at the very beginning where I feel like Aronofsky uses kind of a loose framework because he bounces back and forth between this Mother Earth message at the theme, if you will, but wrapped in the trappings of the Bible because then she's no longer Mary. She goes back to being Earth, and she burns everything down. Mm -hmm. She does, not God. She does. She burns everything down, but God is there to take her heart and then start creation all anew, which is kind of a Buddhist thing with how creation goes again and again and again. Or, or, if, you, or, or if you believe in the pre-Edemic world, which is also sure. a thing in, yes. in Christian that, circles where that, it just is one big true. circle over yep. and over and over yep. again. Yep, Absolutely true. So I think to me it's... It's just clear. It's just clear that 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 is that the allegory is the Bible, Genesis to Revelation. We just Absolutely. disagree on on who she was. But the no, thing no, no, no. I I I don't say I disagree. I'm just I again like Mary. I guess I guess if you have a a Catholic, a Catholic point of view, perhaps you could say that Mary would be there from the beginning. Um, I just I don't. 
I, I don't, don't see think she that. was there from the beginning. That's what I'm saying. It's sometimes she's right. mother, sometimes she's Mary because he needs her to be to advance the story. That's at least that's how I took mm. it. Okay. It's kind of a mishmash of his desire to state his rage against how humanity is treating the earth. I was just trying to be a little bit more I was trying to fit it a little bit more into into the narrative of the film saying, "Okay, who was yeah. there at the beginning?" Right? And that's why yeah. I I assigned sure. her to to Lucifer. Again, like the 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 good version, quote unquote, of Lucifer, the one who would be right. feeling like he's doing the right thing or she's doing the right, right thing. And and the one thing that I can certainly say is that I never thought we'd be having a discussion like this about a movie <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> I pretty love amazing, it. man. That I love this. I love this. A worthwhile experience. Absolutely. All right, Daniel. So tell us how we're wrong. You guys are exactly right. Uh, so this is a complete biblical allegory. Darren, yes. Darren Aronofsky has said that very oh, clearly. I'm going to send you guys a video. Um, uh, Collider did an interview with Darren Aronofsky uh, about six minutes uh, talking about this stuff. Uh, and he oh, said, I can't wait to watch that. He, he himself, hold on, I wrote down some quotes. Hold on. It's kind of a bummer that he would come out and take a stance, but. I get why he would. I suppose. I mean, I think, people. but that's the thing. Like, I think it's fairly obvious. But that's why I felt like an idiot. Like, well, this is pretty obvious. What this is, what this is saying. And again, like Jennifer Lawrence's character, I'd never felt like. I understand the Mary. I get that because obviously she gives birth to Jesus. She what Mary wouldn't have been there through the entire thing. I just didn't quite understand that I don't think moment. She was. I don't. I so, think she was Mother Earth at the beginning yeah. and Mary at the end. Chris, well, the house what's the is what's Mother the Earth. name of the movie? It's Mother. It's, Mother. So yeah. So it's, I mean, she's Mother Earth. So this whole, the whole movie is about, in Darren Aronofsky's opinion, which he made the movie. So he he made yeah. the movie as a story about how humans uh, are interacting with the Earth and how sure. uh, we're destroying the Earth. That uh, he wanted to tell this with the structure of the Bible. So he sa- he says, you know, here's a quote: "That was the structure of the film was the Bible." Yeah. Uh, so he says that he says using the stories of the Bible as a way of discussing how humans have lived here on Earth. So meaning how how we have interacted with the Earth, how Darren Aronofsky sees us destroying oh. the Earth, and oh, one, all, one all of the sort of things. Sorry, one of the scenes just real quick to interrupt. I'm sorry. One of the amazing moments in this movie that I loved was when the people, whatever you call it, take the writings and then they start worshiping the writings rather yeah. than. Like and yeah. you, they show one scene where they're like holding up the the right, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, that is so good. I, I man, I love that. Sorry, continue. Yeah, and so, so that, that was I'm, amazing. That, that's basically it. I mean, you guys, for the most part, hit the nail on the head. I mean, he doesn't go through and explain every single thing. He doesn't go detail by detail, but he just says it's a biblical allegory. Um, he said he was actually surprised that more people aren't picking up on that. Um, so he feels like it's more obvious than it is. Um, he knows it would be a little nice. bit ambiguous. Um, it's pretty obvious man it's yeah. so i mean so I can't, he says it's just well, our it, is, background. It, is, it is to us but our background sure yeah i mean it's like holding but, up a blue card and then asking us what color it is well what we i see it. yeah but it also but what wasn't I was, super obvious to me and and you know uh i'm i have the same background yeah, as you guys so. you're a millennial though. You don't really know about church. <laughs> so but he sees this as a uh both a reflection of uh, our current state and also he says a cautionary tale um right. that you know we're not 
to the apocalypse yet. We're not there yet. And so maybe it's kind of a a, a warning in his view. So, you know, yeah. he, he explicitly says in the video that the crystal heart represents the fruit of Adam and Eve, of course, mm-hmm. all that sort of thing. So he's, he's very clear on it. And um, this is so the type did- of movie that, because I didn't get it as much as you guys did, I appreciate the more I think about it and read about it, uh, the more I just totally... Uh, I, I, don't, I still don't say love this movie, but I really, really enjoy this movie um, and think it's very interesting and, like I said earlier, appreciate it more than anything else. I'm so glad yeah. that we're talking about these kind of things. Honestly, watch, coming out of this movie, I thought to myself, man, I kind of wish I made this movie. Like, I... I really, I love, I, you, I think it's, you want I think 40% it's wonderful. of my audience walking out of your movie. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I do. I just, I just feel like the, 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 like the willingness to do this because it is, it's just very different, but I do, I, it is interesting that I feel like more people don't understand that allegory. Don't, don't get the, well, the connective tissue there. Like I do listen right? to a podcast. This was not a. It's not a film podcast. It's a. It's a um, podcast about writing, and they just, in a very offhanded comment, for about thirty seconds, talked about this. And I'd already seen it, and one of them had seen it, and one of the guys said, "Yeah, it's it's clearly a, a movie about gender roles." That's what he said. He says it's a <laughs> yeah. movie about g- traditional gender roles and how male dominance over females and et cetera, et cetera. And having seen it, I was just insane insane like how i mean i guess i see how you see it but if that's all you took from that movie and again it's so it's not it's not really fair because if you don't have this breadth of knowledge that we have you don't pick up on it right away and even like daniel has mentioned even if you do it's it's made in such a way that it makes you really have to work for it and second it rewards a second viewing and in this case digging into into what it actually meant i typically like it when a director doesn't tell me what it is and it makes me mad but i also like it when he's like well what is it to you well dang you but that's actually a good way to go about it in this case <laughs> yeah i think because people were walking out i think i'm just guessing here but he probably had a little bit of pressure to say hey maybe you should tell people what this is about so they don't you know i don't know i don't know all right, well, guys, anything else that we wanted to talk about? Any scenes, any performances that really stuck out to you? I think it's safe to say that this is this is a movie that caught us all off guard for sure, but in a in a good way. I think. Uh, I mean, we haven't mentioned Javier Bardem, his performance. I think I think he's great. You yeah. know, I thought I, th- I think all the performances in here are really really strong. Ed Harris is fantastic, but Michelle Pfeiffer, like you said, Chris, for me was a she, real she, standout. She so was really um, great. So she this was movie, so good. Uh, Sorry, it's, it's been getting Oscar talk uh, for months. People have been waiting for this to come out. And so people have been predicting uh, Jennifer Lawrence to be nominated, Michelle Pfeiffer to be nominated, uh, kind of wondering about picture and, and other things like that. Yeah. And so I still, I think Jennifer Lawrence still has a shot at getting nominated because her performance is so, uh, it is the movie. The other, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, maybe uh, picture and all those things. I think the reaction of the movie will kind of prevent it from, from getting some I of those agree. nominations. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Although I think Michelle Pfeiffer probably has a decent shot, and Jennifer Lawrence too, because the the Academy loves who they love. Sure. So, but Michelle, right. but I, yeah, I'm sorry. I just want to say one more time, Michelle Pfeiffer and the scenes that she is in, she is horrifying and just magnetic. 
it's unbelievable her, her performance. I, I I can't stress that enough. That there's a scene I mentioned it before, but there's a scene when she's walking around Jennifer Lawrence, and like you said, it's one of the shots oh, yeah. where it's from her perspective, and she's going behind pillars, and then continue, you know, then and then walking, and you can see her, and then behind another pillar, and then it that it's so off putting. Uh, and so well done and well shot. I was like the entire time. I was like, my goodness, this is just a, it's a visual feast. Uh, it really is just. It's incredible the the amount of storytelling you can tell with just like visuals and framing and it, like the camera angle. It's really incredible. It really is. Yeah, I did see a tweet who said that the they had more visual effect shots in this movie than they had in Noah. Yeah, that's not surprising, honestly. Just because of the, yeah, I mean, the way that it's shot all in that one location and having to sew things together, uh, it it really is something to see. So let's do this, guys, before we go into our top three. I want to give each of you 30 seconds just to kind of wrap up now that we're in full spoiler mode and give your very final impressions of the movie. Daniel, let's start with you. Man, 30 seconds. It's hard to watch. It is... Uh, very often frustrating and confusing but it is it's so rewarding and it's one of those that the reward can come afterwards as you're thinking about it and dwelling on it and reading about it um it's very rewarding so i think i'm so glad that it exists i want more of these movies to exist if for no other reason than to start conversations that's why i love movies to begin with yeah good 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 chris yeah i don't want to stop talking about this movie i want more people to see it so that after dinners or in between meetings or whatever we can have a discussion about what this 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 movie meant uh how our relationship with you know several folks most of the folks that i know would consider themselves you know christians and have uh, what they would consider to be a relationship with god and so i would love to hear their feeling on the portrayal of god in this and the character and how he interacts with his creation uh, as well as uh you know the all the themes around it so i really don't want to stop talking about it right now i want to continue to do that even right now um so that that's how i feel about this movie i, I think it's a wonderful conversation starter and something that is just going to begin the conversation and it's not like a punctuation like the uh the title would uh, would, would ensue or would would make you feel anyway Agreed. And I will say that in a year and not even just a year in the last several years where we are inundated with sequels and expanded universes across different properties. uh, And we love those things. We love all those things to, to some degree. It's just very refreshing to have a movie come out that at this level because every year there's wonderful independent film that comes out and I don't mean to to dismiss that at all but a movie to come out at this level to get a wide release and be supported by its studio that is unashamedly unique and different and it's it's worth supporting films like these no doubt just, just so that we get more films like these and Aronofsky love him or hate him the man is a master at his craft, and he knows what he's doing, and you're never going to get anything that's phoned in. And so uh, I recommend this film, and uh, I, if you have seen this movie and agree or disagree with us, please email us, screenerscast at gmail.com. Let us know if you thought she was Satan or she was Mother Earth or <laughs> what, or if we're all wrong. I would never call had, her if, Satan. I would, I would just call her Lucifer. No, I got <laughs> you. I got you. <laughs> I got you, but but whatever. Hey, listen, I'm sticking. I'm sticking with that, man. I still, I feel it, man. I feel it. You feel it. You feel it. (laughs) Feel Lucifer. But if you felt something totally different, we'd love to hear about it. We'd love to read your email on the air and respond to it. You can also tweet us uh, at ScreenersCast, and we'd love to uh, 
join in the conversation with you about this movie because they don't come along like this very often. Yeah. So with that, I think it's a thumbs up from all three of the screeners. And now we're going to move in to our top three. Three, two, one. The top three. It is time for another top three. So in honor of the insane and crazy movie that we just reviewed, our top three this evening is equally hard to explain. They're our top three brain-melting movies, WTF movies, movies that make you say, what did I just watch? Okay, so whatever that may mean, as always, we have no rules. This can mean anything you want it to mean, just like Mother. So uh, (laughs) take that for what you want it to mean, all right? So... Movies that yeah. just kind of confused you or whatever you want to make that say. So cool. uh, we are going to go around and we'll start with our number three picks. We'll start with you, Chris. Chris, what is your number okay. three WTF movie? So for me, this is going to be my kind of uh, out there pick that some folks will be like, well, that doesn't really fit. But you know what? We have no rules when it comes to the top three. And uh, it's true. So we are launching a new podcast on our screeners network. It's called The Next Trek. We're going to be just recapping Star Trek Discovery every single week. And one of the things that we talked about in one of our first episodes was why we love Star Trek. And we discussed some of the movies we really loved, right? There's one movie, though, that I, I've watched once, and I will never watch again. I don't think it's, it's a good movie. It made me say to myself at the very end of it, what did I, why? Why did they do this? What did I just watch? Literally, the, the, the title of this particular segment. And that was Star Trek V, The, uh, the Final Frontier. Uh, and if you have seen that movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. I'm going to ruin a, however old it is, 30-year-old, 35-year-old movie right now. Uh, so spoilers are ahead. But the very end of this movie, uh, they meet God in the center of the universe, and God needs a starship. <laughs> As one does. <laughs> God needs a starship. He needs the Enterprise. And Kirk looks up at God and says, why does God need a starship? It is the most, it is awful. It is a terrible <laughs> thing. So Star Trek V for me is uh, a hot mess, and it definitely made me say, what did I just watch? All right. Excellent pick. Excellent pick. Chad, what is your number three crazy movie yeah so my criteria for this list as i was trying to put it together i started off trying to put it out backwards so i tried to do it like my favorite movies where i was like what in the world but i still like them and then i realized that that was a fool's errand so (laughs) what i did was i actually didn't try to pick the movies that really messed me up the worst or i was completely confused by i've had some experiences like that with really awful movies and I don't mean awful in quality. I mean just like really awful, like a Serbian film and some stuff by Von Trier oh, that just seems that's just yeah. crazy town, right? Yeah. And so those movies are are one thing that I just kind of get off the table. What this was for me is these were, and this and this actually came together pretty easily for me. I picked the top three movies that I actually had hope for when I went in to see them, yes. and in most cases had good buzz or whatever. And when they were over, I would literally was just like, what? the and i'll let you fill in the blank i could not <laughs> believe it and yeah so, the same that's exactly what i did that's yeah. a good way of putting it good way so good, yeah, yeah. that's that's, that's what i did so my number three is a movie that i heard so much good good stuff about and it, it had a lot of talent in it but when i when i finished it i can't say that i hated it i was just i did not get it and that was under the skin have you guys seen under the skin no mm, i've heard no. of it no it's, 
What so is it? It's a, yeah. So it's a Scarlett Johansson sci-fi movie. It's a movie that they made literally with non-actors. They were, I, I don't want to ruin the premise here, but they would drive around and pull over with Scarlett Johansson in the car and say, hey, would you, They and she had this improvised scene stuff that would happen. What? Uh, yeah, in between written stuff, okay? I'm, I'm trying to be vague because I don't want to ruin the premise in case anybody wants to see it. It got a lot of really strong buzz, and a lot of people had it on their top ten for the year. It was just a movie that I just did not, didn't connect with me. I got it, but I didn't like it. So for me, it's under the skin. I, I would recommend huh. it, Chris, you, as someone who enjoys sci-fi and experimental filmmaking, I think you should definitely watch it. Now, it's not cheaply made. It's, it's, it's very well put together. It's unlike a lot of things that you've seen. So anyway, under the skin for me. Wow. Okay. Interesting yeah. pick. Yeah, I've, I've not seen Under the Skin, but I've definitely heard all the good buzz. So that's, uh, it's yeah. interesting to hear, hear your side of A lot of, of people thing. love it. Yeah. Interesting. So for my list, uh, I, I kind of interpreted it not so much as uh, being uh, angered or anything like that. I just these are movies that I just didn't fully get. I left the theater and was just kind of like, "What? I don't, I don't understand." I also don't watch a lot of these types of movies, so my picks aren't too crazy. They're fairly mainstream. Um, and let me just start off by saying that Mother would be my number one pick for this list, <laughs> but I left it off. I didn't necessarily hate these movies. I just didn't didn't necessarily get them. All right. So for my number three pick, uh, it's it's a movie that's not that out there. It just ends, and you're not entirely sure what's going on. What did it all mean? What did it all re- represent? And it took some thinking. So that's last year's Nocturnal Animals. Uh, oh okay. Oh, I wa- just watched that. I, I love just that watched movie it so much. Yeah. So that was I, on my top ten. I really enjoyed that movie, but after it was over, I was just kind of like. It took some thinking. It t- so it's a movie yeah. I enjoyed. I just took some thinking. Um, that, man, am- amazing performances in that movie, but it's it's yeah. it's very different. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah no, that movie. Pick. I love that movie, and not a lot of people love it, but I love it. I need. Oh, let's put a pin in this, but I really do want to talk to you about that movie after this. Let's let's discuss afterwards. Okay. I want to hear what you guys think about it. Interesting. Yeah. All right. All right. So we'll move on to our number two picks. Chris, what's your pick? Okay, so for me, number two would be a little movie that a good a good friend of mine recommended. You know, no, he didn't recommend. He made me watch. Uh, it is a Zach Galifianakis movie called Visioneers. Uh, you guys <laughs> remember uh, him remember making that. me watch this movie? <laughs> yes. Do you remember this? Yes, um, I do. This is so, pre-Daniel. This is pre-Daniel. Yeah. So, uh, it literally, this movie it takes place in like a an office type of a environment with Zach Galifianakis. It is just weird, and I didn't like it. It was weird. It was just very strange. So that would definitely be my number two. It's called Visioneers, and that was a Josh thing, right? That was Josh, man. Josh. He was. I yeah, had never is, heard of this movie. The, the the pull quote on the poster says it's office space meets Brazil. <laughs> okay. And that is accurate. <laughs> okay. If you've seen Brazil yeah. and if you've seen Office Space, it is it is that. It is totally that. That's uh sounds terrible. So uh all right, <laughs> we're gonna move on to Chad. Chad, what is your number two crazy movie? So the the award for this pick is most likely to make Daniel angry, and I don't oh, care. Lord. This was my number two. When this movie ended I 
I just couldn't. I was angry. I was angry <laughs> right right away, immediately angry because I knew, I knew that people were going to love it. I knew they were going to fall all over themselves for it, and that it was going to get accolades that it did not deserve. I and quit. All of those things were true, and that movie is Birdman. Oh, now, that's not where I thought you were going at all. No, I wasn't. I, where did you think I was going? La La Land. The oh, description no, no, no. fit that. No, no, no. Oh wow! No, I like I like La La Land. It's just not as good as as you think it okay, is. But, right. I, but I liked it. I liked it. No, Birdman. Uh, this is a movie that the performances are undeniably great. There's no doubt about that. But it got praise as if it was the second coming of some kind of original <laughs> magnum opus, and it's just not that. It's just not that. I didn't get it. I still don't get it. I don't enjoy it. It's overrated, and that's all. Now I still wish <laughs> that Keaton would have won the Oscar for that, but. You know, that's what it is. I don't, why did you think that would make me mad? I thought you really liked that movie. I I, I like it. Um, like it was on my top ten of the year, but it was like number eight or something like that. Like it's okay. it's good, but I I agree. I think um, I don't know why it won Best Picture, um, but I, I, I enjoyed I it, it in my mind that you really liked it for some no. reason. So no. okay, man, yeah, you scared it won me. Best Picture? Are you freaking kidding me? Come on. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you on that. Um, over Boyhood, if I don't don't get me started. Okay, oh, anyway, even worse, even uh, worse. Lord. No, I'm just kidding. Boyhood's better. Boyhood's better. Right, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Just a just a little bit. Can we move to, on? Can we I move on, please? So angry. All right. So uh, my number two pick, uh, I think, is going to make Chad mad. But I want you to hear me out. This is a movie I've only seen one time, and I know I need to see it again because I've heard so many people talk about it. Uh, oh, hope it's not my number one. Say because it's my number one. <laughs> Go ahead, Daniel. Tree of Life. There are two ways through life. The way of nature and the way of grace. You have to choose which one you'll follow. We're alligators. You'll be grown before that tree is tall. It takes fierce will to get ahead in this world. Come on, hit me. Hit me. Come on, son. He's afraid of you. You expect things that a mulling adult can accomplish. I've just always wanted you to be strong. Be your own man. <laughs> Tree of life. So, um, it, uh, I, I, again, these aren't movies that I hated. I certainly didn't hate Tree of Life when I watched it. I just, it, it was... It just didn't work fully for me. Um, you know, the 30-minute or whatever creation sequence that's so slow, uh, it just didn't work for me when I saw it. Now, I, I do think I'm in a totally different place, and I really want to watch it again and give it another uh, another try because I've heard so many people talk about how how much it means to them, and I and I feel like I just... I just missed it that first time, but that fits that fits my criteria for this. It's a movie that I just didn't get the first time that I watched it, even though I I, hmm. I didn't hate it. So, Tree of Life. There you go. All I'm right, not friends anymore. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. All right, so uh, Chris, what is your number one he, movie? Chad's gonna hate me even more for this. Pick. Oh man, what's wrong with you guys? Why are you <laughs> picking on me tonight? <laughs> uh, for me, uh, it is. It's a it's a very beautiful looking film, but I walked out of it thinking, what, what? Well, you know what? Actually, as as I was sitting here, and I was about to say this movie. I realized I I you have another pick. Chris and change yep. it. Of course yep. you are. Oh yep. my I'm gosh. sorry. I <laughs> just thought of I thought of the right answer to this movie, and I I don't know why I was going to say this. I'll, I'll put it into my um my honorable mentions. But now I know exactly what my number one is. I'm so sorry. I don't know where I was going. Uh, my this is definitely the right answer, and it is a movie from 2006 from a director uh, named M. Night Shyamalan, and it is Lady in Water. 
I'm Cleveland Heap. Welcome to the Cove. My God, you have an animal size. I don't know who you are, but you did something to my thoughts. Where are you from? That movie That's a great pick. I did not is, that. That's a good pick. Absolutely infuriating. It is uh, 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 his entire filmography up to that point was really kind of stellar and you could tell that he had a lot of, you know, momentum and possibility and then this literally just slammed on the brakes for me and everything that he did for the next 10 years was just not good. So for me, <laughs> Lady in Water ruined M Night Shyamalan for a decade. It was a not a good movie. I didn't I didn't like it. I didn't think it was good in any way, shape, or form. So that is definitely my number one pick. Lady That's a great, in the water. Great pick. I didn't even think about it. Interesting. I didn't hate it as much as you did, but that's a great pick. Same. No, I hated it. I absolutely despise this movie. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not good. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, Chad. What is your number one pick? You thought I was gonna pick it. Uh so uh let's hear what it is. This actually and I had this written down, so I'm not just saying it, but I was about to say when I got to my number one pick that this is my tree of life memorial list <laughs> because it transcends the list because it's one of my favorite movies of all time. But my number one was easy. It was easy, easy, easy. Now I may think of some other things later, but when I, I just did this off the top of my head, I went into this movie pumped. I loved a lot of uh, essentially everything that the director had done leading up to it fantastic sense of style action pace just I, I just could not wait to see it and when this movie ended I, I sat there for a good five minutes in stunned silence literally stunned silence and that movie is sucker punch you are safe it's all safe what you're imagining right now that place can be as real as any pain afraid you have all the weapons you need your fight for survival starts right now i'm gonna escape from here there's armed guards everywhere if blue finds out we're dead we're already dead (laughs) oh yeah yeah good downfall believe it because up to that point Snyder had made some really really excellent movies in my opinion yeah and he got to sucker punch and it was the the studio had rewarded him with this passion pet project and the the trailers looked insanely cool yeah and that movie is a disaster that's a that really good pick it's awful it that's is a good awful pick. in every way and it is the literal definition of what the I mean I had no concept of what i had just seen and it made me angry so it was a clear easy number one sucker punch it's when you give the kid all the toys and no like right yeah no 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 time frame no yeah no rules just do whatever you want and you get this and you're just like wait he needs he needs rules yeah it was rough yep and it's uh been downhill from there uh all right so for me my number one i have a tie here that's a Chris move. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> you know, it makes sense. It makes sense here because these are two movies by the same filmmaker. Both are super out there, super heady, but they they both, uh, if I'm not mistaken, they, they were both fairly critically acclaimed uh, and I think won some awards. And that's Primer 
and Upstream Color. Uh, both, wow. both both films by Shane mm. Carruth. You know, I can say this with total confidence and total mm. total security in myself um, <laughs> when I say that these movies make me feel so stupid. Um, Primer is <laughs> Primer is great, man. They're so over my head, man. Like, that, oh. I don't get it. That's fine. I I believe that they are. Oh. I believe that those movies are. They're very competently made. Uh, I believe that they were written with intent. I don't. I don't think they're crappy movies. I'm just telling yeah. you, I don't get it. Um, and so yeah, with some nice with some nice mumblecore mumblecore uh, thrown in there. Right. For good yes. Measure. Like I remember, Upstream Color had some interesting like filmic elements. I remember this awesome scene of two scenes in a cut where one guy's making these sounds and then it cuts to the other scene and it's like the 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 sound effects for that scene i just thought that was interesting but that had nothing to do with the story that was the only thing that stood out to me in that movie um <laughs> wow. and like i i just didn't get it didn't get it at all yeah. still don't get it we'll never get it I, oh man i am actually the opposite of chris i don't like primer but I really lo- i loved upstream color loved it interesting but i did not like primer yeah oh man a primer was i i, I guess i kind of felt a little like um inspired by it like as a filmmaker that someone with such limited resources yeah. could create something that is epic in scope without being epic in visuals does that make sense yeah i get what like, you mean. I, I i i just was blown away by i guess maybe just the artistry of that being able to uh, to bring that vision to fruition as i thought it was pretty incredible with primer yeah i mean he won yeah. i i if, I'm I'm saying this off the top of my head. I could be wrong, but I I believe Primer won Sundance uh, in its year. Um, I I mean he he had some major buzz going, and I think he's only made Primer and Upstream Color. I don't think he's made anything else. I don't get it. So anyway, yeah. those are our picks. Those for, are good picks for uh, WTF yeah. movies, crazy movies that we didn't understand or didn't get. So there you have it. Now uh, we always go around and do our honorable mentions. I'm gonna go ahead and start out and say. I have no honorable mentions. I did this list off the top of my head. Uh, I don't watch a lot of uh, movies that make me say I, I, I didn't get it or what did I just watch. So I've got no honorable mentions. Maybe as you guys list some of yours, maybe uh, maybe I'll tag team those and, and, and co-sign them. So, uh, Chris, honorable mentions. What were you going to say as your number one pick? Uh, Pan's Labyrinth. What? Oh, man, yeah. you're what? right. I would have been mad at you for sure. Yeah. I'm it definitely is still like, I didn't like that movie. Still a masterpiece, you're right. Oh, it's no. great. So Pan's Labyrinth would have been that. Wow. Um, and then I had some positive ones, uh, ones that I just wasn't expecting for them to be so good that I left walking like, what did I just watch? Um, that would be like a Cabin in the Woods. Um, yeah, that okay. movie was yep. crazy in the best way possible. Uh, I loved that one. Existence falls into that as well. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever saw Existence, but yep, it is an insane it. kind of precursor almost to the Matrix. I don't know if it came before the Matrix or not, but it was in that kind of that wheelhouse, that same amount of time where they're doing these crazy ideas. Now, let's see. I had another. Oh, this movie, if Josh was here I, and Melody, uh, I would have definitely said this one, but they're not, so I didn't. But it was a movie called In the Cut. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of this movie we rented it it's a meg ryan movie from 2003 and it's one of the few films in my life that about 45 minutes into it we just turned it off it was (laughs) so bad so out there so just just terrible that we just decided to to shut it off because it was just not 
and it was not a pleasurable thing. Uh, it was just very, it was bad. So anyway, those are my, uh, those are my runners up. All right. And Chad, what about you? I had one, uh, negative honorable mention and then one positive. My negative was a movie called spring breakers, which is a Harmony Corinne and James Franco. And it's actually, I mean, it's somewhat interesting, but it's insane. It's just, you watch it and it ends and you just, you have no idea why or what just happened, (laughs) Um, but it's not, it's not poorly made at all. Uh, And then the other one is a Lars Van Trier movie that I really actually like very much. And it's Melancholia. Um, The first, the first, maybe 45 minutes of that are, are just gorgeously shot magnificent um and just a, a very interesting movie from an interesting filmmaker i mean love him or hate him he's certainly controversial it, very much like aronofsky he's he's more of a provocateur for sure but he has a point of view and melancholia was one that really worked uh for me uh from him so those are mine Okay, interesting, interesting picks. So, uh, as always, we we threw this out on social media, and we had some uh, responses. I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, uh, read a few that we got off of Twitter, uh, and then I'll, I'll hear your guys' responses here. Um, we had uh, Kevin Levine uh, said, Escape from Tomorrow. Uh, he said, that's the first oh. one that comes to mind. I don't know that movie. Is that the Disney one where they shot it, like, on their cell phones? What is that? I... I Oh, you know wrong. what? I think you are right. I think that's exactly I, what it is. Then uh, Movie Hot Take. Hey, this is Twitter. Uh, movie Hot Take said Lost Highway, yet another movie that I don't know. Do you guys know Lost Highway? Yes. Okay. Well, there you go. And then uh, we have uh, we have another another person said Upstream Color. Uh, I totally uh, co-signed that. And Science of Sleep, they said, which is yet another. There's so many of these movies that I have no idea what they are. Um <laughs> Uh, and then uh, yet, yet another person said uh, from just, was it this year, I think, A Cure for Wellness, Dane DeHaan, yeah. uh, Gore Verbinski. I actually never saw that. Chad, did you end up seeing I that? I did. I did see it. Oh, I liked it. I mean, it's I, I somewhat liked it. It's not great, but it's visually stunning. Okay. Yeah, but w- it is definitely just, just Gore Verbinski's style yeah. with this kind of gothic undertone is in the middle of this movie, you're probably asking yourself, what is going on? Yeah, that's fair. That's true. Yeah. That is true. It's weird. Totally. It's weird. Yeah, that's true. And so that was that was uh, from Too Long Don't Read Reviews who who commented that. So, uh, guys, who did we have chiming in on Facebook? Uh, I had Anthony Currington who said, Death to Smoochie. Uh, apparently yeah. it's okay, but when I watched it, I sat around saying, what was that? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes, um, that's good. That's a good That's yeah. a good one. Death to Smoochie. And then we had uh, Dr. Jeff Salyer, who he also sided with you, Daniel, surprise, in Upstream Color. All right. He said it was beautiful but really strange. Uh, then we had Blake Maroney, who said Antichrist or Most Anything by Lars Van Trier. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, I agree with that for sure. All right, so uh, the screener's official page on Facebook had a lot of reactions, and this is quite a great we love it guys thanks keep these coming in uh let's see here so uh britain says miami connection monty python and the holy grail i saw uh, i'm with him on that one okay you I, I guess <laughs> you they, just, they don't even know napoleon dynamite i mean dude okay all right uh, these are just yeah i, mean, I could right. kind of see that yeah napoleon either, dynamite you either, man you either get on that train or you don't <laughs> He didn't get on that train. Uh, Melody Mabry says Jacob's Ladder. I can definitely get on that. I saw that when I was in high school, and it was just horrifying. And all is just horrifying. My sister, Amanda, replied, Holy Mountain. Have you guys seen this movie? No. Okay. 
What is I, this? I just Google it. It, is, it looks terrible. And why are you watching that movie, Amanda? Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> is it the Holy Mountain? From I think so. Yes. Or Holy Mountain from 2008. That's a good question, Amanda. Ooh, reply. Okay. Okay. Gonna, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess it's 1973. In a corrupt, greed-fueled world, a powerful alchemist leads a Christ-like character yeah. and seven materialistic yes. figures to the holy mountain where sounds they hope right. to achieve enlightenment. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Alan. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. I All right. I want to see this now. Corey says, I just literally, this happened to me last night. I randomly stumbled upon a movie on Netflix that I'd heard about, but I had not ever seen that movie, which I'm sure all of us have seen, is Mulholland Drive. And yes, that is a weird movie. There's no doubt, especially when you see the cast and you think, oh, this is going to kind of be like a thriller-ish. Nope. It is, uh, it's, it goes places. It is, (laughs) it's crazy. Uh, Rob Reed, Robert Reed says American History X. What? I don't yeah. get that. I mean, that's a great um, movie. Let's see here. Um, movie. John dies at the end from Paul Agnew. I don't. Have you guys seen Di- John dies at the end? No, I've heard it's interesting like a, things about it. It's like a comedy. It was. It was fine. It is weird, no doubt. And then Ian um, replied, uh, "Lost Highway" and Splice. Oh man, Splice! That is a weird movie and gross. Have you guys seen Splice? I like no, Splice. Yeah, I, I didn't see. I it. liked it. I it's kind of gross, though, man. It's kind of yeah, it's gross, but I like blood it. of body horror. And then the right answer, I think, for everyone, and I think we can end on this tonight. Uh, Chris Farrell says Pacific Rim. I think, oh, yeah, I, you walk out wow. of that movie, you say, "What Whatever. did I Listen, just?" You lost all credibility when you said number one was Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, so really. I, didn't, I changed that last second just for you, I just for it. you, Chad. I appreciate it. Wow. All right. Well, that's a wrap on our top three and our mother review. Excuse me, our mother review. There we uh, go. Thanks, as always, for chiming in with us and joining in on the conversation. Um, I, we are genuinely curious to hear your opinions on Mother, so definitely let us know if you if you saw it, for one, and, uh, and what you thought of it. Go like us on Facebook, The Screeners Podcast, and follow us on Twitter, at ScreenersCast. We're always hosting and, and ready to hear you joining the conversation. All right, and we'll see you next time as we review Kingsman, The Golden Circle. See you, everybody. Mother! and that's a wrap you've heard what the screeners had to say now you be the critic head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think see you next time